0: This is your video cast for Tuesday, October 13th, and I'm about to utter a statement that I did not think I'd get to say at more than a few points this year. It is Dirt Track World Championship Week as the $100,000 to win mega event Lucas Oil Season Finale at Portsmouth will happen this weekend. And given the way the year has gone and all that's developed in the state of Ohio uh, as it pertains to COVID this year, I just I didn't see this as a likely scenario, but but good for Carl Short, good for PRP, good for the Rayburns, the Coleman family, and everybody involved is we will have a Dirt Track World Championship this season, which I did not think would happen a few weeks ago, a few months ago, back when this thing started in March. I am Michael Rigsby, joined as always by Derek Kessinger. It's good to be back. It's good to be back video casting. We were talking how it's been a little over a month since our last one. As in the next hour, we will not only preview the Dirt Track World Championship, as we always do with Carl Short, but Chris Ferguson as well. And I've also decided, Derek, that I would like to see Fergie, from my perspective, in one of those cool, old-school Carl Short... I was going to say Cosby sweaters. Can I still say Cosby sweaters? Or no? I know. Or Is the sweater canceled or just is Cosby canceled? Which one is Cosby's it? definitely well, canceled. Cosby's Those sweaters were... are in. Okay, so I want to see Carl Short wears uh, similar Cosby sweaters.
1: I'd like to see Fergie in one this weekend. Could you make that happen for I me? can make that happen because I might be wearing one myself this weekend <laughs> during my uh, thing with Boom. So I'll have to wait and see. Suave and I will
0: preview the upcoming weekend with Carl and with Fergie. Talk about all that Derek has going on as he referenced it a little bit with, uh, with Boom Briggs He'll be embedded with him again at the Dirt Track World Championship. Um, and by the way, who's approving this project? Is my it actual you, boss, uh, still, Mark still, Foriani, uh, My actual boss. Mark
1: Floriani, my actual boss. Jay Z, Jennifer Zahn. Yes. Is your, is your, Jay Z has signed off on this. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. It's going to be a great time. We have redemption, but we're going to talk about that a little more later. What's exactly going to happen?
0: All right, yeah, because last year I think you. You put the hex on boom at the DTWC. Uh, it was
1: brutal, but we had a great time, and he's invited me back. It's the sequel. Usually he invited the... you back, or you invited you back? It was both, but I heard yeah. most sequels are better than the first, right? I think the that's originals? exactly the opposite
0: <laughs> of what sequels are. On top of the Dirt Track World Championship, we've got a nice little... Live weekend here at DoD and Flow Racing as well. Not only do we have the Southern All Star Series finale, doubleheader. And uh, McCarty, go ahead and throw that uh, full screen up for me. This is what we've got. Obviously, the Lucas race will be on LOR TV this weekend, but for us, we've got some nice stuff. SAS at Smoky Mountain for a couple nights, three and 7,000 a win. MLRA, Derek, two nights at Tri City. I think that's five and seven, correct? At Tri City, Derek, I yes. believe. Uh, the Kokomo Clash, the famous October race in Kokomo, Indiana for late models. And the final night of the MLRA season at Moberly, Missouri, on Sunday nights. We'll have a little Sunday night programming for you. So one, two, three, four, five, six live nights this weekend, Derek. Uh, a lot of good stuff this weekend. There is some other good racing other than the dirt track, which we're going to talk about a ton, but I think you're going to see Babb and Pierce and those Tennessee guys at Smoky Mountain. It's These are going to be some good fields at these races this weekend. Yeah, it's weekend. going
1: to be great fields. Looking at the schedules, it looks like a lot of Illinois drivers, besides like Shepard, will be headed to Pontoon Beach this weekend. You'd have to think Old Man Moyer is going to be in the house there. (laughs) Old Man Moyer. Older Man Moyer. Wow, uh,
0: that's rough. Sorry, Billy. Bobby Pierce, (laughs) I looked
1: at his schedule today. He's electing to go to Tri-City and not the Dirt Track. That surprised me a little bit, actually. Yeah, because he went out to those races during the Summer Nationals. He elected to skip those in the Midwest to go out to I-80 in the Florence, but he's not going to the Dirt Track. So it's going to be kind of a weird feeling there with maybe no Illinois guys there besides Sheppy and maybe Dennis Herb Jr., but I have to go look at his schedule. I did not check that, but great racing we'll have regionally. Live at Flow Racing.
0: Yeah, and I actually think this could very well be the final weekend of live events on Dirt on Dirt. I announced before that we're going to move live events exclusively to Flow Racing for several reasons: Suave. Uh, Roku, and all the apps and Apple TV. And our app at Flow is incredible. And and Dod will remain exactly as it is because your your Dirt on Dirt subscription gets you access to everything on Flow, so you're not losing anything. But Dod will kind of return to its original roots of being all the highlights, all the stories, and all the photos. Can we do and the stuff. walks with drivers. I will return. I will do track walks with Steve <laughs> Francis. At Atomic, I think I did. His KC. Shout out Jody Shannon. Is, that was his favorite. Uh, yes, he loves segment. those. So before we get to Carl and Fergie, let's wrap a little bit. I, I think I am officially ready, Derek, um, to declare the driver of the year debate settled after this past month and this past weekend, where he won twenty five thousand dollars. It's Brandon Shepard sitting at thirty wins. Overton and Owens, thanks for coming, guys. You made it interesting, but I think this is Sheppy's. The debate is locked. I don't care. You said if McCready wins this weekend, it doesn't matter to me. Shepard's driver of the year, I think.
1: House car, family car, don't matter. <laughs> Sheppy and 50, <laughs> including this points championship during COVID. Sheppy has made over $600,000 currently because he's pretty much locked up the championship. However, I wouldn't say it's quite over yet. If Owens can take it down Sheppy this weekend at Portsmouth, and win at Kokomo next week, which, by the way, they both start in the front row. That is true. Can he step in and make a run here late? Well, well and it's 20. If people forget Kokomo
0: because we're just never on the radar screen. It's $25,000 to win they're out both on Ari's the front row. Next, and they're on both on the, net, on the front row. So, uh, I, don't, I mean, he's got 30 wins, Well, man. Sheppy is
1: PRP guru there, I know. Really. Three I know. of them since 2013, two in the Rocket, or one in the Rocket House car, or two now, I guess, and one in the best. So, he's really good there. Be interesting to see. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I last weekend to, was pretty good for him.
0: Derek, give me a few other notable moments, either from this past weekend, or we're approaching mid-October now, kind of that traditional, I use the term slowdown very loosely, because I mean we got races into late November, we're busy, so
1: it's not really a slowdown, uh, but Derek, give me a few other nuggets. I mean, speaking of Sheppy, I think he kind of ended the, this thought with people last year when he won that Fairberry race, the 15 grand in 2019 in 15 starts in the B5 this season. Eight wins and 12 top threes. One of them so, at Fayette County this summer Nationals, he was going for the lead and they got a three-car little spin out there yeah. with Frank S. Jr. and Shirley. So you would have had another top three or another win. So he's kind of decent now on this <laughs> B5. So all these Illinois drivers do not like it when he comes back and races in that family-owned New Berlin, Illinois race car. Well, and if you
0: know his grandfather and his father, it's not like they're going to hold him back. We know Mark's like, to the mat, we don't care if we wreck five cars, do what you have to, his grandfather and father, they're working on an identical setup to the Rocket House car. The car
1: it's, it's just as good. It's not
0: like the car's. Yeah, car the only
1: thing good, right? difference, is motors, but also, cool note here 42 cars at Peoria. When I went there Friday night, I couldn't even imagine that they would ever get 40 ever again, but the last time on our record, 2015 Summer Nationals, they had 48. Wow. The following year, they only had 24. So, Peoria was always like that place even growing up. Oh, how many guys are you going to get from the Iowa and Wisconsin yep. region? They all showed out this weekend. But, I mean, Rigsby, like. it was 80 degrees, 83. I had to get my suntan lotion on at Fairbury Saturday and it was beautiful Friday as well I, and Sunday at LaSalle.
0: I was at Fairbury on Saturday and I looked at my watch at hot lap time and it was 76 degrees and, it, like, hilariously nice outside. The sun was perfectly set in the West. Uh, it was When
1: you get that kind of weather, weather you're going to get 40 cars. Well, That's the reason when you have these October races, you want to knock it out of the park with the weather. What was last the weather last, last year? Brutal. Fair- I think it was <laughs> right. a 50-degree difference on the start of each race, or 40 at least, because it was like mid-30s last year. It was brutal, and also, I'm going to take a little note that you're going to have later, but... Hudson O'Neill on the double, double down ride for 2021. He's going to finish it out this year in 2020. Yeah. But that's a nice little ride for him, especially for a guy that he probably wants 2020 to be over with. I can't. Well, and not only that, I cannot say enough
0: about Roger Sellers, right? Roger yeah. Sellers, the owner of the double down team, is easily, him and his entire family, Casey, and, and, and all the folks at Smoky Mountain like Dustin, are some of my favorite people in motorsports. I love Roger. And Roger and I have talked a hundred times this year about him, You know, the future of him in racing, Um, you know, he kind of knew Shannon Buckingham was stepping away. What young guy to put in his car. I think he made the right choice. I think to Hudson's a top five Lucas car And the more
1: and more, it's kind of like another passing to the torch. You have more and more owners looking at this younger pool of racers because, you know, the guys, Jimmy Owens of the world's, T Max the worlds can't race forever. You got to be able to figure out a guy who's going to fill in their shoes. So great pickup for Hudson O'Neill. That'd be fun to see in twenty twenty one.
0: I'm excited about what I'm going to talk about next. Is a few notes and thoughts that I have. This is something that I wanted to get out there. You guys know that we've been hinting at all during two thousand. <clears throat> excuse me, during two thousand twenty. I wasn't choked up about it, Suave. I've been having. I, let me take a drink before I do this. There we go. Oh, okay, Derek, I'm feeling better. We've been hinting at this um, all this year about doing a um, a collection of races during weeknights in 2021 on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, or Thursdays. It's something that we really found we had a lot of success with during COVID, obviously, because there was no fans at these events. We could host them whenever we'd want, but we just found that the engagement on these weeknights was incredible. Uh, I stopped short of calling it a series. It's more of a collection, but we are very close to getting there on that. It will be about 10 shows next year, stretching from March to October, 10 or 11 races, and it will be called Dmac Go Ahead and we can release the logo right now, Late Model Night in America, coming in 2021. There will be a sponsor up on top of that Late Model Night in a, a logo, Late Model Night in America logo as well, but that will happen in 2021. Leave that up there Dmac while I talk through this. We have our 10 tracks picked out, they have all agreed, and they will all at least pay $10,000 to win. Some of them will even pay fifteen or even $20,000 to win. We will have, this is some of the coolest stuff about it, we will have a full studio show each night. So you're going to have Derek and I in the studio each night, and also a full production on location with multiple cameras. Late Model Night in America is coming in 2021, and I am As excited about this as I have been anything in a long time, it's fresh, it's unique, it's different. It's going to give late model fans something really to grab onto midweek during the year, and I can tell you, I'm going to give you two of our tracks now, Suave. Two of the 10 or 11 tracks now. I'm going to go ahead and break that news right now. Fairbury will be back on the schedule. The one for the road event will happen again between Eldora and Knoxville on that Tuesday night as it did this past year, which went off with a great success. And one of the other tracks is Florence. Florence will be on this schedule as well through the week next year. Late model night in America in 2021. Again, in no way is this some sort of Is Michael Rigsby making a play at becoming a national touring series? That is not what this is at all, nor is flow. We are talking about 10 events stretched over about seven months, Derek. Some amazing through the week content for large audiences broadcast on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. First
1: and foremost, where do I enter? I want a (laughs) flow racing house car. That'd be great. But this is a good thing for our sports. It gives another day for drivers and fans to make, or fans going to the race, drivers making extra money, the tracks making extra money. And by the way, these tracks or these races are going to be during the week leading up close to where the race is going to be that weekend for more likely a national touring series or if a big regional series has happened that weekend. So it's going to help out both parties. And hey, if you're a guy in Georgia is like, hey, I want to go up in the Midwest and race Fairbury and then two other tracks, it helps out both everybody because they're going to go to that race in Knoxville more than likely. Right, and
0: typically, you know, when I say in proximity to other events, as you said, it's four, five, six hours, right? It's not. These are on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. They'd have five hours to get to the next location yeah. on Fridays and Saturdays. It's uh, it's not in the backyard of these racetracks. We'd never do that to the promoters because many of the promoters we work with in these 10 tracks are also promoters who have Outlaw or Lucas or, or Ray Cook races or stuff like that as we, as we work with those. So it's just something I've always wanted to do. We're going to take a shot on it in 2021. One of the tracks wants to pay to win. Fairbury will be $15,000 to win and all of them a minimum of $10,000 to win. And we're going to have a lot of perks. Um, There will be a points fund at the end of the year, but you don't have to be at every event. It's a very casual, loose collection of 10 events late model night in America.
1: Kind of reminds me of the monster Midwest back in its head. No, I'm just kidding, but yeah, I cannot wait for it. It's going to be a great thing for everybody. And, who does not love weekday racing? I know. I, mean, I and, love it.
0: And again, March through October, perhaps even into November, there's one of these a month, right? Two of these a month it's, at most. It's not going to be anything crazy, but that late model night in America schedule hopefully will debut sooner than later. I'd say within the next three weeks, we'll have that out. Uh, before we get to Carl, the Dirt Track World Championship always makes me think. Always around this time of year, I am thinking about crown jewels. Uh, is, is this really is the last crown jewel of the year. We've talked about this before. What are... The 10 biggest crown jewels in the sport of dirt late model racing. I don't think, Derek, we've ever actually gone on record for this and ranked them and ranked them properly. But Derek and I are going to do that before we get to Carl Short. We're going to rank on record today the top 10 crown jewel events in dirt late model racing. I'm going to go first.
1: Well, because, first off, how did you rank them in terms of, like, the quality of racing or just, like, everything? Like you I, added all I, I ranked parties. it
0: exactly as I, rank, as I rank my top 25 back when I used to be a voter, as it strikes me, right? As it strikes me. Right. So, as it strikes me, taking everything was. into consideration. What the event pays to win, the longevity event. I, all of those things wrap in there. But to me, it's just sort of my gut reaction to how I think these 10 go. All You're right, you probably D-Q. right. I think we're close on our list, by the way. I snuck a a peek at yours. DMac. here we go. First up, the Michael Rigsby Top 10 Crown Jewel list. Here we go. Number one and number two, no doubt about it, I I feel pretty comfortable about this, the two big Eldora events are one and two on the list. I believe that this weekend's, uh, upcoming weekend's Dirt Track World Championship, it's longevity, it's 40-year history. Now, I think Carl's going to grumble at us a little bit later. He thinks it could be up there number two behind the world, Maybe. I just think the pull of Eldora is too big, DTWC number three. Knoxville number four, the drivers just, Derek, they gush about it too much. It's got to be number four on the list in the fact that those guys just go on and on about how much it means to win at Knoxville, how good the racing is at Knoxville, how incredible the town is, Knoxville number four. I don't know that 15 years ago or even eight years ago this would have happened, but to me the North-South 100 is number five, the geographic epicenter of Dirt Lake Model Racing is Florence Speedway. It belongs there. I've got the PDC number six. What are people going to say, Derek? Homer.
1: I mean, it's just, that's the facts only. They're going to say <laughs> Homer, say but... Homer. In terms of currently, how much they've improved in the car counts and the atmosphere.
0: $50,000 to win this year. 70 late models. The atmosphere's incredible. Call me, Homer, if you want the PDC's number six. Silver dollar number seven. The racing is unbelievable. Every time at the Kaziski's I-80 Speedway. That's why I've got SDN number seven. It's also $53,000 to win. And here we go. Interesting eight, nine, and ten. I've got the USA Nationals, Derek, number eight. It's approaching its 30th year, I think, or maybe even
1: longer. No, USA Nationals is like two years ahead of the PDC, so it's like 33 next year yeah right so
0: so. over 30 and and USA Nationals has been a crown jewel its entire existence the PDC has not so USA Nationals belongs there I think some people might think I have the show me a little low I just I kind of feel in the current landscape the show me listen you're a top 10 event in America that's a hell of an achievement right Dan Robinson and the folks at Lucas Oil Speedway I've got them number nine and number 10 did I debate over and over again but I think I'm going to put the topless number 10, but I think a couple tracks could have been here. I think the Firecracker could have been here in the fact that the Firecracker, Lucas is off that weekend, so they get Lucas and Outlaw Cars. One could make the argument it's a bigger event. Secondly, I think Gateway could have been here also because if we're talking about sheer spectacle, Gateway's a top four or five event, but I have a rule with crown jewels. You have to have five years under your belt before I officially consider you a crown jewel. Cody, we love you, but I had to have five years before I put you on this list. And Derek, World Finals does not work for me simply because, hey, man, I want a silver dollar. I want a show me. I want a USA Nationals. I want a World Finals Friday. It doesn't have the same ring to That's it. That's like the sh- only thing
1: it doesn't have. It right, has the atmosphere, definitely the car count. The crowd and everything I get else. You're I just like, don't uh,
0: believe it belongs because, yeah. oh, did you win a dream? I won World Finals I was you know Saturday. It just is too con- convoluted that way. A mega event but does not belong on my crown jewel list. That is my top 10, Derek. What do you got? Pretty close.
1: Here we go. <laughs> but the top three, I think we have exactly right. World 100, Dream, and the Dirt Track. But I think we have a difference here. I just think the North-South, the last five years, has surpassed Knoxville. I mean, what do you think, Rigsby? I think
0: I, I just think that, listen, you know I love Josh. Josh and I are close friends. <clears throat> It's four or five. Though I I can make an argument that way. Either way, I just think the mystique of Knoxville makes it a tick above Florence.
1: I don't know. I just if I'm going, I'm a late model guy to the bone. I think that's just more late model. I think about the North South right over the Knoxville Nationals. But yeah, Knoxville Nationals has great racing. Six Prairie Dirt. We had the same, but I have USA Nationals ahead of the Silver Dollar Nationals because better atmosphere. I know the racing maybe maybe not as good, but that race has been going on for a long, long time. Fair. Like, fair. Uh, Silver Dollar Nationals is kind of in its teenage years. The, <laughs> the USA Nationals are adults and getting, they're pretty, basically a grandfather uh, crown jewel right now. The Show Me 100, if you would have asked us 20, 25 years oh, ago, it'd be, top three. Yeah, it'd be top third th- or fourth. Th- well, yeah, because the dream didn't exist yet. So it's a world
0: be- dirt track Show Me for and sure. And the
1: Topless 100, I went with that because I just like the Topless race cars. I do too. It's pretty badass. And, Last this year's race was pretty good with Billy Moyer put on a show. The Firecracker just gets unlucky with the weather. That's
0: the Firecracker, Derek, you nailed it. If the Firecracker did not been weather snake bitten for 10 years. Every year it's like an 80% chance it's on Sundays and a week later and a month later. And the Firecracker could be number 10. it's just never gotten a fair shake cuz the car count is right there and both tours are or both tours are not both running that weekend. And I would
1: think like you say the field's probably better. I could argue. I think the Topless One Hundred, the Batesville area, has better locals and regional guys than the Firecracker does. No, and in I, my opinion, I, I, I think they're both stout. But that's yeah, I mean, I don't with.
0: know. That Pennsylvania group is good. You're saying the Firecracker's better or Topless is topless. better? Topless. I'm saying in terms of regional ah, local. I don't know, man. What, I mean, do you consider Greg Satterley a local guy?
1: He's a stiff. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, Greg. I love you. <laughs> But yeah, I, I just think North South and Knoxville was pretty much the biggest difference. And USA Nationals, they still got to get love. I almost put them ahead of the Parader Classic. Well, let's let's calm down a little bit. You, listen, we're allowed to be homers a little bit. So there you have it. If anybody wants to know us
0: ranking them, Gateway's not on the list. because, to me, you have to have five years now. Next year, Derek, we'll redo this in October. Okay, and Gateway will be eligible. World finals for the reasons I explained, and, and poor Firecracker uh, was snake bit by the weather. We, we could do this debate all day. We're going to step away really quick for just three, four, five commercials, and we'll be back with Carl Short right after this on the Kaiser Manufacturing videocast here this afternoon. Tyler
1: Erb is best on the first race of the year in the Lucas Oil Late Bottle Dirt Series. Tyler Erb dominant in night number two of the Winter Nationals. He picks up his third victory of the season
2: for the 38th time in his career. For the second straight night and the 39th time in his career. For the third straight night, Brandon Shepard will make history at the 48th Annual Dirt Car Nationals. He wins all four World of Outlaws events. The race leader rounds corner number four, the 13th Annual Dirt Track World Champion. Thank you. Probably the best product on the market. I mean, we've had zero failures. We've never had a failure. Great people to work with, got the best homes on the market. FK rod ends on everybody's stuff. Um, She sponsors events, but anybody that knows anything to do with racing knows FK rod ends, that's for sure. I think it means a lot when you got people behind you that stand behind you and believe in what you're doing. Uh, Like I said, it just makes for everybody to have pretty good success.
0: and most reliable drive shaft that you have used. Not had any failures. They've been really durable and reliable. I've had nothing but uh, good things to say about them. We put up two new ones in at the
3: beginning of the year, and we've gone about 2,500 laps. Really just kept rolling, hadn't had much issues.
0: Been pretty nice. We just get a drive shaft and throw it in and forget about it. Basically, like I said, bolted in and kind of forget about it. That department of my life has been simplified by QA1. By far the best drag stuff out there. They look just as good as the day we got them. Before we get to Carl Short, a quick word and a reminder. Bomb Chevy Buick is Central Illinois' number one dealer and has been family-owned since 1928, Derek. Slightly older than me. Just slightly older than me. It's crazy. It's almost 100 years now. And I'm not just saying this either. They are some of the nicest people in the car and truck game that I have ever met. Hit their website now at BaumChevyBuick.com. And what I love, take a look at this full screen here. If you purchase a vehicle, you receive a lifetime subscription to Dirt on Dirt, which then gets you access to all of Flow Racing, guys. And that is unbelievable. Buick.com. Hit up Janelle and all those folks today. Bomb Chevy Buick, some of the best people in the entire industry. Guys, it is lucky number 13, and this is hard to believe. Lucky number 13 for our next guest. For the 13th consecutive year, Dirt Late Model Hall of Famer and legendary promoter of the Dirt Track World Championship, Carl Short will join us to promote this weekend's $100,000 to win Dirt Track World Championship at Portsmouth Raceway Park Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Derek, I always... I always want to talk to like Keith Jackson when, I, when he's calling the Rose Bowl. That's how I want to do this interview with Carl. The fall leaves are changing colors. It's on the banks of the Ohio River. It's Boggs. It's Conley. Oh, Nelly. It's the Dirt Track World Championship. I, I won't do the entire interview, Suave, in that tone, but it, it's just that's how I want to talk about the Dirt Track when I talk about it. Carl, year 40, the 40th year of the Dirt Track World Championship, if I had told you in year one, that you'd be doing this 40 years from now. Would you have believed me?
2: Well, year one, Michael, I was only five years old. (laughs) (laughs) Uh... No, I probably wouldn't have, Michael, just to be honest with you. I mean, dirt racing and the way it is, but I mean, I think probably what actually lit to the longevity as much as anything I did was the the first winner being Jim Dunn and right. that whole Cinderella story. And I don't know if you've heard we're going to have a uh, Jim Dunn replica car here. I think some of actually uh, Rocky Carr that uh, was in the pit crew will be uh, pacing wow. the uh, late model feature. And, uh, like I said, with Jim winning the way he did, having to run the consolation race and starting at the back of the feature and and coming up through on a a cold, wet, windy day (laughs) at Windsboro Speedway, um, it, it just, like I said, I think it just set the, you know, the scene for everything.
0: Obviously, Carl, I don't think I'm out of turn here when I say this, that the dirt track was one of those events this year you know, back in April and May, it was hard to see it happening this year. The, the, all the restrictions in Ohio, all that Eldora and all those other tracks went through. Take me, take me through the year a little bit. How was your confidence level through the year? And how, how did we end up arrive, arriving at the point where we are racing at Portsmouth this year? Because it had to be a pretty touch-and-go season for you on if you'd even have this event or not.
2: Well, yeah, and, and actually you do know, Michael, that uh, the Hillbilly 100 that I have yeah. every year was was canceled um it was my decision i guess michael but uh it was because uh john watson that has tyler county speedway being concerned about uh, the people in tyler county um they were all worried about people coming in from 20 states and not being had really any covid in tyler county and they kept asking john uh you're not going to bring people in here from 20 (laughs) states are you and and he told me, he called me, and he said, Carl, it's up to you. But he said, if two or three weeks after the hillbilly, we have people around here start getting sick, he said, they're going to run me out of the state. <laughs> and which I understood and and fully appreciated. And I just told him, I said, John, you know, I wouldn't do anything in the world to cause you any harm. So I guess for this year, I guess we'll just uh, mark it down to COVID-19.
0: How close did you come at any one point to not having the dirt track? Was there a point like you got to with Tyler County where it was almost like you know what we're not going to be able to do it? How close did that come, Carl?
2: <clears throat> well, needless to say, you're working with the health departments now. Yeah. Just about er- everything you do, Michael, and um, we have actually been talking to the health department pretty steadily since uh, really July, and they have told us they had no issues with the racetrack whatsoever, said they've had no uh, complaints or no uh, cases that was attributable to Portsmouth Raceway Park, and said we know how important this race is to the community and to the racing world itself, and we're just not going to stop you.
0: Well, good. And it, it sounds from the, from the stuff I've talked to you with you too. the health department's been incredibly helpful there locally, which is good. They're doing it the right way. You're doing it the right way. And, and that's good. And I want to ask you this. You've been promoting as long as anybody I know in short track racing In all of your years of promoting Carl, I always say this about you. Carl short has seen a lot of shit, but have you ever seen anything like this year in your history of promoting?
2: <laughs> no. And, and, uh, to go a little farther, not in my lifetime, Michael, which is a <laughs> few years, few years longer than the promoting thing. And no, I have I mean, this has been, I, I mean, it's horrible. And, and it, it makes you wonder how it happened. And, and quite honestly, I saw this coming back in January, people were calling it a hoax and, and nothing to it. And, and, uh, I, I said, guys there's too many people that are dying in other countries for this to be a hoax. I said, it's not a, it's not a hoax. So, uh, you know, let's, let's everybody start working on it now, but uh, it seemed like it fell on deaf ears. And, and now I think people are kind of taking it serious, but it's got to the point, I think, Michael, everybody is so tired of self-isolating and, and, not going out and doing anything and i think it's just and i'm i'm right there with them. i mean i'm the same way you Am- can only stay stuck in so long
0: amber is sick of me if that's the point you're getting at carl amber is sick of me i think that's what you're trying to say and then uh she'll I'll send her out to see you so <laughs>
2: <laughs> well if if it gets you out to see us that's good michael okay. but uh but as long as she's not sick enough to kick you out, I <laughs> think you're fair. doing okay.
1: No. That's fair. Derek, go ahead. Hey, Carl. Huge fan, fan of the sweater, so I can't wait till you got in store <laughs> this weekend. Always uh, love to see what you got on. But people forget the dirt track wasn't your first big race. The Hillbilly 100 actually came first. So, back 40 years ago, what prompted, prompted you to start this race back at Pensboro four decades ago?
2: Boy, I'll tell you, I could not understand what you were saying then. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's,
0: you want me to take this one, Swab. I'll ask him. All right, yeah, sure. What, what he said, We'll get, get him for the next one. He said, you know, I meant, you mentioned the Hillbilly. The Hillbilly was not your first big – or, excuse me, the dirt track was not your first big race. The Hillbilly was. So I don't think I've ever asked you this. What prompted you four decades ago to say, you know what, the Hillbilly's not enough. I'm going to do the dirt track too.
2: Well, actually, Michael, I was from South Carolina. And I guess Darlington being, you know, where everybody in South Carolina gravitates to at one time or another, I had been there many times and, and I kind of looked, I looked at schedules. I looked at different things in 1980 and I saw that Darlington was only paying 30,000 to win in 1981 and I thought, wow, thirty thousand. I said, I think that could be done on dirt. And I got to thinking about it, and the more I thought about it, the more I decided to do it. And at that time, of course, the World One Hundred was the biggest paying thing on dirt. And I think uh in nineteen eighty actually, it paid thirteen thousand to win, and eighty one it paid fourteen thousand to win. And so I more than doubled what had ever been paid on dirt before. And, you know, when I had the first dirt track in 1981, in October of 1981. And I guess that was just sort of the inspiration. And quite honestly, Michael, like yourself, I absolutely love dirt track racing. And I always felt the guys didn't get the publicity or the respect or the money that they deserved. And so I felt like well maybe this will help with all of them. <laughs> yeah. And that was that was the reason.
1: Hey Carl, this is Derek. Can you hear me now?
2: I can barely hear you. I can hear you Derek, but you're coming across kind of mumbled actually.
1: <laughs> oh, that's that happens a lot with me, but I was going <laughs> to ask about Pinsboro itself because this race has been at portsmouth for nine years so there's some people in the crowd that's never been to Pinsboro like me so what was it like because you hear stories from all the older generations how special that place was
2: i think you're asking about Pinsboro, Derek.
1: yes i am
2: um pensborough was unique to say the least i, I mean that was the place that I probably enjoyed more than any place else before I ever thought about having anything to do with promoting. I would go sit on Turn 4 Hill, and the late models would come around Turn 4, and I would get goosebumps. I mean, the hair on the back of my neck would stand up, and I just absolutely loved it. And I never lost that all the years later. uh, Pinsborough, I've been to tracks all over the country, of course and pinsboro is the only track i was ever at that it didn't matter how many times i went i was going to have goosebumps before i left i mean just something something about the old place but i'm afraid that modern day has sort of outgrown it and you couldn't do a lot of changing if you did it probably wouldn't be pinsboro anymore <laughs> i mean i i, I think that's the uniqueness of it and stuff, the hillside seating and, and different stuff, I think, is kind of what made the place. This and of course, Carlin- people have gotten used to. To creature comfort that, you know? <laughs> that's
0: right and you know one point to that this is the ninth year that this race is going to be at portsmouth it only did and i shouldn't say only it did 18 years at its original home of Pinsboro. when i looked through and saw that this will be nine at portsmouth halfway home to, to Pinsboro, that surprised me uh does that surprise you when you hear that number nine already at prp
2: yeah it really does it really does michael i'll tell you of course uh, getting longer in the tooth myself, and you'll, you'll, you you'll and Derek will find this out as the years go by, uh, the time just seems to go faster and faster and faster. I, I mean, it seems like uh, two or three years ago when I first came here. Yeah. So I, it just doesn't seem like this will be the ninth year, but it is. And, you know,
0: we uh, speaking of, we, we ranked our crown jewels earlier. Derek and I did our rankings. And I know you and I have uh, tussled about this a little bit before. We ranked our top ten. I'm just going to be honest with you. Derek and I both had you firmly number three behind Eldora's big two. So, Carl, you tell us, why are we wrong? Why are, why should you be maybe, I don't know, maybe ahead of the World 100, but ahead of the dream? Why why is number three too low for Derek and I had to have you ranked in the, the crown jewel list?
2: Well, I would never presume to tell anybody they were wrong, <laughs> okay. but, 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 <laughs> but, but, but I, I mean, if you wanted to get right down to it and, and think about what a race did for the the racing industry itself, Michael, when I had the 30,000 to win uh race and then uh, 32 the following year and 50 the next year. That really started the big money races. I mean, it, uh, NDRA, Robert Smalley couldn't stand it. He, uh, <laughs> uh he, he tried to get me to make the dirt track, uh, uh, NDRA show, and I wouldn't do it. And He said, Well, I'm going to outpay you if you don't. And I said, Well, you know, go for it, Robert. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> and so he went down to Log Cabin in '82 and actually, he got together with uh, J. W. Hunt and B.D. Lynch and uh, Satch Worley, and between the four of them, they put on the thirty-five thousand to win show. I was paying thirty-two; they <laughs> paid thirty-five. So, I mean, that kind of tells you where it was coming. Well, actually, it wasn't J. W. or or BD or Satch; it was all Robert Smalley. But at, at any rate, it started the big money, and. The dream, yeah, it, it's great, and I mean, Earl did a good thing there, but it didn't start anything, because how many other tracks have tried to pay 100000 to win? I, I mean, it just didn't, you know, it, it didn't, In I guess in terms of importance to what it Actually, did I suppose is what I'm trying to say, Derek? I think he Uh, makes some
0: compelling points here. I think he makes. I I think we might be wrong. We're both wrong. I think Carl May's making some very compelling arguments here, Derek. Carl, you might have won us over. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's no secret that you know you're. We talked about this. You're a little uh, more towards the end of your career than you are the beginning of your career. I know that you have talked about options before regarding the dirt track, uh, but what does the future hold? Have you started to think about that for for the event and yourself, and will Carl Short always own the dirt track world championship, et cetera, et cetera? Have you really started to think about some of those things?
2: I have thought a lot, Michael, and I think I told you one time I definitely wanted the dirt track to continue, and... Actually, I have had some offers uh, for the dirt track and for the hillbilly, and I just, I don't know. I I guess I'm still having fun, and as long as I'm having fun and able to do it, I don't know if I will or not, but whoever whoever does it, I want to feel secure in the fact that they will love it as much as I did, and that they will continue with it. And it'll it'll continue right on into hopefully the next century.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, one last thing on Portsmouth. I know that Pensboro had an amazing vibe, but honestly, and I'm not joking, I really do like the vibe at Portsmouth, and I think it the vibe at Portsmouth fits the event on the river. You got that beautiful bridge in the background. You can see all the leaves are changing colors on the trees. I, I know all the West Virginia people are going to lose their minds when I say this. Probably. But I think you're still in the Ohio Valley. I think the the venue fits the vibe of what the Dirt Track World Championship created. Am I am I right about that?
2: Oh, I think you're absolutely right, Michael. I guess that that is one of the reasons that it has been here, along with the people, uh, the Coleman family. I'll tell you, you just don't find any better people. Uh, Donna Rayburn that works for him as the promoter. Um, she's just fantastic. I mean, there's so many good people here that have made me feel at home. And like you said, with the setting and the camping and I mean, there's not that many places you can put six, 700 campers in right. and needless to say here, you, you have, have that opportunity and, uh, I don't know. It's, I, I do want to see some changes. I will say that. Michael but uh I mean I I think you're right about the about the feel I guess that's why it's still here
0: 12 consecutive years I've asked you to tell me who you think is going to win in 12 consecutive years you have not told me who you think is going to win uh I feel like 13 is going to be the time where you pick a winner this weekend so just go ahead and tell me who's going to win this weekend Carl
2: (laughs) Michael the 13 (laughs) is lucky 13 I guess huh Michael I'm I'm trying to spit it. it, it, It's going to be awful hard to bet against, I I mean, Brandon Shepard or Josh Richards or Jimmy Owens, the way he (laughs) has run this year. And then you throw in Kyle Larson, and I mean, who could bet against him in anything? you know a tricycle and I, I mean i'm glad you
0: brought larson up how exciting is that for you in all your years doing this to get the guy who is arguably the best driver in the country of any form of motorsports he's coming to your event this weekend how exciting is that
2: it is very exciting i'll tell you the truth michael i'm i'm actually on pins and needles waiting for him to get here <laughs> i mean it's it's uh it's kind of a -a once-in-a-lifetime thing to have somebody like Kyle. I mean, he's a -a once-in-a-lifetime driver, I feel. And I just, uh, like I said, I can't wait for him to get here.
0: This weekend, it is the Dirt Track World Championship. I should say the General Tire General Tire Dirt Track World Championship. One hundred thousand dollars to win. Season finale for the Lucas Oil guys as Jimmy Owens is crowned the champion this weekend at Portsmouth Raceway Park, and it's a milestone DTWC. It is the fortieth this year. It's just incredible. It's, it's sewn into the fabric of everything that is dirt late model racing this, this weekend in October, and we will have it again this weekend at Portsmouth Raceway Park. Carl, 13 years is a long time. There are a lot of marriages that do not last 13 years. You and I have been doing this for 13 consecutive years. I want to say thank you so much. Good luck this weekend. It looks like the weather is going to be tremendous, and uh, everybody in the dirt track world uh, really is, is pulling for you to hit another home run this weekend. Well, thank
2: you, Michael, and I appreciate being with you for the last 13 years and and i'm sure myself along with everybody involved in dirt track racing appreciates what you've done for dirt track racing michael you've done you've done an awful lot yourself
0: well the feeling is mutual sir we appreciate it uh, tell Sean i said hello give donna rayburn a hug for me and good luck this weekend okay
2: thank you michael yep thanks we'll Carl. talk to you later yeah thank you so Bye, much bye-bye.
0: We're going to step away and take another quick set of commercial breaks. And uh, Chris Ferguson's got a tough act to follow. I can hear you fine, by the way. I think Carl's
1: phone did not like you I over forgot there. Kyle Larson's going to be there. That's awesome.
0: <laughs> How could you forget that? It, <laughs> like,
1: passed my mind after this past weekend. This is going to be great. Is I it love it. Is it because Larson broke Sheppy earlier Is it Collision edition? course. Is it because
0: he broke Sheppy earlier this year? I think year? it was. <laughs> All right, we're going to step away. Last set of commercial breaks. We'll be back with Fergie after this. From our centrally located office in Dixon, Iowa, we can coordinate your services with speed and precision. Our on-time and safety records are remarkable and illustrate why Hoker Trucking is regarded as one of the area's finest. Hoker Trucking LLC can give you a competitive advantage. Ensure that your freight is there on time, every time on the racetrack or on the road, we deliver. Brandon Shepard takes the $15,000 win. The squirrel, Brian Shirley, in front of 3S.
1: But it's all
0: B-Shep on a Thursday night here at East Bay. You gotta love this, the slider by Ziegler. One more shot at the line. Who is it? Mason Ziegler wins! He has won three in a row here at
1: Volusia Speedway Park. Jimmy Owens.
0: Welcome back to the Dirt on Dirt.com and Flow Racing Studios. Derek Kessinger alongside Michael Rigsby. Suave, before we get to Fergie, I want you to explain to the people at home everything that you're going to be doing this weekend with Boom Briggs. You did this last year. People loved it. You're doing it again. What are you doing this weekend?
1: It's Redemption Tour, by <laughs> okay. the way, because last year we were, let's just say, we were god-awful. We didn't make the show. We were just on into it, but I'm going to be staying with him, doing a video diary, so it's going to be great to see uh redemption he boom's got a brand new car he's got a rocket car so i'm ready to go and you were staying in the hauler with him all. yes weekend, and right? last year the guy we have,
0: to me, you're like you're tagging along all weekend no, I'm That's crewing like, and you're documenting the crewing yes correct. Okay. crewing
1: him get behind the scenes stuff of shane and company show the unsung heroes of stuff that goes <laughs> behind the scenes but the guy we have on coming up was a We had a great time last year on that Friday hitting golf balls and stuff like that, so I might have to ask him about this Yeah, I would like to hear a little bit more about that.
0: That's just one of many things we'll have going this weekend from the Dirt Track World Championship. Mac, throw that up there. Uh, The Derek Boom piece as well, of course. Heat race highlights, feature highlights, full recap videos, interviews with all the important players. Uh, We'll talk to the Lucas Oil champion Jimmy Owens. Derek will do an interview with him or DJ maybe might be doing an interview with him. Uh, Weekend with Suave and Boom will come at you. That'll happen next week. Tons of stories from our editorial department and Photos, photos, photos galore. So much more all at DirtOnDirt.com this weekend as we blanket cover the 40th Dirt Track World Championship. Didn't want to only grab Carl this week. Thought we wanted to add a little driver meat to this video cast as well. And I chose Chris Ferguson for a specific reason. Derek, not only has he had arguably his best season ever, But he's such a late model guy, right? Like he just gets it. And that's why I wanted to have him on Dirt Track World Championship Week here at four oh seven PM on a Tuesday. It is officially Fergie time as he joins us on the Integra Shocks and Springs Hotline. Fergie, I alluded to this. I like having you on for the Dirt Track World Championship preview because you're young, but you're you're a guy that's just late model to the bone. I'm right about that, aren't I? You're going to go to Portsmouth this weekend and appreciate the fact this ain't just some other race. It's the dirt track world championship. I feel like Chris Ferguson can really appreciate that.
3: Oh, for sure. It's a hundred thousand to win. And, um, you know, it's a dirt late model to the core. It's, the the marquee event, you know, this year, uh, for us, it's, you know, the highest paying race and, uh, not only that, but the dirt track world championship, the history of it, you know, dating back to Pennsboro and, uh, uh, you know, just growing up and being a fan of the sport, you always heard about the dirt track world championship. It didn't matter what track it was at. So we're just, uh, excited to be uh, attending it.
0: On a scale of, I love it to, I hate it. Where are you on Portsmouth as far as experience, how much you like the place? I, I guess I can't really place you at Portsmouth. So give me the love or hate scale for PRP. Uh
3: i love it i mean it's it's been a pretty good track to me um i don't have the finishes the show but you know the last two years in the dirt track world championship whether it was 2018 or 19 we were top five top 10 and then the Lucas Oil shows we've ran there we've been in the top five or top 10 um but it's more my style track than uh some of the other marquee tracks you know the uh wheatland um florence um you know, all these other places that have crown jewels, um, this place kind of fits more of my driving style. It's more similar to the southeast than a lot of places are anywhere else in the country. So it's one of those places that it doesn't really clean up a lot. It stays pretty dirty and it stays pretty fast even whenever it slicks down. So I think uh, that's could be the main reason why I like it.
0: I think, I know you've only got three wins this year, but I'm going to call it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say from my perspective, it's one of your better years, right? I, I, maybe the biggest one of your career, the Lucas Oil Race, Lucas Oil Speedway in July at Wheatland, $12,000 twin. And you you look at your schedule and your results, top fives and top tens littered all over the place. Where do you rank this as far as your list of best slashed most memorable seasons in your late model career?
3: Uh, probably... After my 2015 season, as far as um, overall success, but uh, it's, you know, nationally, um, being able to go run top five at the Show Me, run top five at the North-South, top five in both races at Eldora, uh, top five Port Royal, both nights, and then um, I-80, where I think we were top 10 both nights, and I don't think I've ever been able to travel like I have this year and go compete for wins. And, um, you know, as far as uh, breaking out and really getting out of my um, my territory, uh, this has by far been my best year. You know, I've, I've had good runs at other places like Fairbury and uh, Magnolia and some places that aren't particularly my, my cup of tea. But this year it seems like it didn't matter if we were in Pittsburgh or we were in... You know, Nebraska or South Carolina or Tennessee, uh, it seems like we were always in the hunt. And besides, uh, you know, Georgia for the, the remake of Speed Weeks, we've been um, competitive everywhere we go. So it's just uh, if I had the wins to go with it, it would probably be my best year. But I don't have the wins.
0: You and I had a really good talk at Eldora during the Intercontinental one-on-one, me and you for 20 minutes or so. About your career and where you are at this point in your career. Because let's face it, you're a younger guy, but you are early 30s now. 32, Fergie, is that right? 31? 30. 30. Okay, so early 30 or the earliest of 30s. Uh, I, was, I was hodgepodging. I should have looked at your website. I thought you were 31 or 32. <laughs> uh, so you've been around for a little bit, right? If I were to ask you, Fergie, where is your career headed? What would you say?
3: In my opinion, I think I'm. Um, um, I think I'm on the verge of winning some big races. Uh, you know, it's it's hard to say if I'll ever, you know, be a, um, you know, one of these guys like Sheppy or Josh or, uh, you know, Scott or, or Billy or, you know, any anything like that or even Bobby. But, uh, you know, Dale McDowell's made a, a hell of a career. And, um, you know, if I could, you know, win some of these crown jewel races and, and still – uh, you know, I, I don't know if I'll ever be full time, but uh, I feel like I'm hopefully become one of those guys that's like Dale or or, or you know Bur- Burkhalter or Jimmy Mars, the guys that can show up and win anywhere they go. And uh, that's kind of my that's kind of my goal right now. Like I want to be able to um, win the big shows, win the the mega events, um, and maybe not be a full time. Uh, you know. World of Outlaw or Lucasville driver. i just uh, – that's the direction that I think I'm headed. Um, but I, I know that's that's some big shoes to fill, and that's like uh, – that's a lofty goal, but I feel like we're as close as ever now.
1: Fergie, are you ready for Hobo Village and golf ball hitting season coming up this weekend?
3: Yes, <laughs> <laughs> As long as we're not hitting Pro-Vs again, which –
1: they weren't you know ours, I mean, so it didn't we, matter.
3: They weren't ours. They weren't ours, but we were hitting Pro Vs into the creek. So uh, I am ready, and I'm definitely going to have to make up for my um, for my muffed uh, drive off the turn three. So we'll um, we, we need a little. I need a little redemption for that 50 yard um, drive. It wasn't very pretty, to <laughs> say the least.
0: I'd like to hear this story, by the way. This is the first I've heard. Last night on Friday night of the Dirt Track, you guys are hitting, I'm sure, so totally sober, right? You oh, guys.
1: it was during, it was like just right after the races. Um, uh-huh. Fergie, I have video of it, hit the worst shot I've ever seen, <laughs> so I haven't posted that publicly, so that's a good friend, by the way, Fergie, I haven't posted it yet,
3: uh, yeah, if, uh, if if Portsmouth found some golf balls in the infield, I promise you that it had nothing to do with me and Swab. All
0: right, I'm moving on because I don't want to be held liable for anything. Here, we we touched on the Dirt Track World Championship earlier. I wanted to circle back to it. Be a commentator, and I would like to actually get you involved in a little bit more of a pit reporting and commentating goal. Let's talk about that for next year. But break it down for me this weekend. What do you see as we head into Portsmouth? Give me an overall view. If it was just the three of us here bullshitting in the studio, and you were kind of breaking this race down. Who's going to be good, et cetera? Who's going to win? Who's going to be a surprise? Break it down for me, Fergie, this weekend.
3: Um, you know, one of the big things I think a lot of people are curious to see, and I hate to say it because – He's one of my buddies and he gives me shit more than anybody else, but we want to see if Kyle Larson can move around and not have to run the fence wide open for a hundred laps. Um, you know, I think he's going to be a little more out of his element. So a lot of people are curious to see him go to a new track, um, and maybe see if he can dominate like he did before. That's, uh, you know, that's, that's going to be a hot topic. Um, one of the other things is uh you know, one thing that I kinda see that not a lot of other people see is um Jimmy Owens kinda has the uh the, the championship locked up. So maybe now I parked beside him the last three or four races. Uh now he's maybe more focused on winning a race than um than actually, you know, trying to compete for points. I think uh sometimes when you're racing for points and you have someone like T Mac behind you, um you're definitely maybe a, not maybe not conservative, but you know you're taking less chances and uh, and you know trying to wrap up a championship instead of being focused on winning. Which not saying that Jimmy's not focused on winning, but I think there's be a little bit of a pressure off of him to maybe just go out there and compete for a hundred thousand. Um, and the other thing that I saw on dirt on dirt this week was the you know the regional guys that's been pretty sporty this year. Um, you know Josh Rice and Zach Doleman all kind of drivers like them guys, Uh, you know, the same guys have been winning these crown jewels. So uh, I think it'd be a hell of a story if um, we had a new one to throw in the mix for a change. And um, that's kind of the, maybe the three things that I see the most. Um, Also, you know, the fans, you know, I heard that they loaded in a pretty good bit of campers there on Sunday. So I'm excited to see a marquee event. You know, we saw it at Florence, but see one in ohio with the fans and um you know just uh get back to the normalcy and and uh the the feel of crown jewel racing you know it's it's definitely been missed this year and every time we've been to a big race at eldora or even you know where the crowds have been limited it's definitely shown to maybe uh maybe we'll you know get that feel back for this weekend
0: What is more likely? You mentioned a regional guy like Zach Dome. You mentioned Kyle Larson. Who is more likely to win this weekend, Zach Dome or Kyle Larson? You have to pick one. Man. I think it's kind of a tough call, actually. It is.
3: Uh, (laughs) I will say this. How about this? I'll give a political answer and a non-political answer. (laughs) Okay. Um, My political answer is if it's around the bottom, uh, Zach's going to win every time. (laughs) Yeah. If it's around the fence, Kyle's going to win. Uh, my non-political answer is, I hate to say it, but I think Larson could pull it out just because the ride he's in, um, the the history, uh, the technology he has behind him, the crew he has behind him. I think um, his momentum and his confidence is everything. And it showed up in the late model at Port Royal, and I hate to race against him again because um, <laughs> at Port Royal, the last 20 laps of that race, i seen Sheppy and, and sadly up there And if I wouldn't have been driving so hard, I probably wouldn't have missed the corner three or four times and might've had a shot. But whenever, whenever Kyle's out there, there's no doubt. It's, it's like racing with Scott or somebody else. Um, there's just that little bit of, uh, added, um, not pressure, but you want to outrun those guys because those guys are the best. So I think everybody feels the same as me on that. So, you know, he brings everybody's, uh, best out at them. And I think, um, there's a reason why he does that, so he's he's going to be one to watch.
0: Suave, if he qualifies well, these guys might be in trouble. I think, Derek. If if, if Larson's in the t- if on the pole of a heat and is starting second. or Well, third I don't know. For-
1: I have to figure out what the format is because last year, right, Fergie, they inverted like Knoxville, where yeah. because yeah. like three guys won a heat race and that is starting to be main. Oh yeah, so I don't that's know how right. it's going to be. So yeah, yeah we. I, I'm ashamed to say a little bit,
0: like because it changes a little bit. Do every you know year. what it is, Fergie? Yeah, what is the exact format, Ferguson? Do you know?
3: If I'm, I'm not mistaken, I think they did, they're did. they doing straight up like Lucas Oil races. Okay. Um, yeah, none of that last year where, where we qualified and did heat races. Uh, I think they're going straight qualifying and then just one round of heat. Okay. So
1: that fares well for me and boom then. All right, good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, before I
0: let you go, Fergie, let's wrap about some other industry stuff. You're one of those guys I'd love to talk to. What else do you see out there that's going on in the sport of dirt late model racing that's catching your eye? Um, you know, somebody mentioned to me earlier today the fact that the outlaws are gonna pay uh two thousand for tenth is kinda of one of those things. And just either something like that or anything else out there that's kinda of piquing your interest as we head towards uh the quote unquote off season that doesn't really exist.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um probably the big thing that I've noticed is with all the streaming on flow and uh, you know, dirt on dirt, dirt vision, every yeah, all LR-TV, Everything that's happened this yep. year. Everything, yeah, everything that's I've had more people, um, like you know, Kevin Harvick's crew chief Rodney Childers, tweeted me this week, and uh, and then one of my buddies that races World of Outlaw sprint cars was texting me and was like, "Hey, you headed to Portsmouth?" I think that our fan base for dirt late model racing has grown so much this year. I think it's, I think that we're getting fans now from NASCAR, from uh, from sprint car world, from all kinds of places that we didn't have before that people had a stereotype about dirt late model racing you know um i think that the the way the platforms has put the productions together and, and the way everybody has viewed dirt late model racing changed this year um and i think you know as a whole we get a lot more respect and we get a lot more there's a more of a general buzz outside of the dirt late model world about dirt late models and i think uh i think even though everything about you know COVID sucks. Um, the one thing that did help was uh, all the streaming and all the new fans that brought in so I'm, uh, I'm excited to to really um, you know like going to World Finals this year to race with some sprint car people and see some fans that's crossed over and um, it always it always helps the, gro- the growth of the sport, and I think we've witnessed it this year, and it's something that nobody expected.
0: What a fantastic answer from Chris Ferguson. What a
1: stud. Now, hopefully he can hit a golf ball better <laughs> this weekend, but that was yeah, a great answer, it. buddy. It's only flaw.
0: It will be Fergie time this weekend at the dirt track. I predict he's inside the top seven, Derek. He will finish inside the top seven and this week. Boom, Let's, talk about Let's talk about him right. like he's not on the air real quick. Top seven too lofty for Fergie yeah, or no? boom
1: six, Fergie seventh. I'll take it for a great weekend.
0: <laughs> Who's your winner, Derek, by the way? You didn't tell me this weekend. Oh. Until he gets dethroned, I'm taking Sheppy. I'm sorry. He's a PRP guru. Ferguson, you can't pick yourself. Who's your winner? (laughs) Sheppy. I I, I agree. I think he gets his fourth dirt track. Chris, I appreciate it, bud. Good luck this weekend, okay? Thank you, man. I appreciate it, guys. See you, man. So while we finish off, as we always do, with the Kevin Kovac Memorial Notes section. I got some good ones. I'm ready for them because I don't have a list of them, so I'm ready tonight, to hear them. Tonight, by the way, how about this? Scott Bloomquist will ent- enter the Duel in the Desert for the big big IMCA modified race out in Las Vegas in November it's November 9th through the 14th he's going to drive one of Zane Devilbus's cars one of our Arizona buddies uh I think this is where Scott's career is headed I don't mean modified racing I mean Scott's appearances are worth something to racetracks events and people why not go race for modifieds in Las Vegas for 10 days and get or for a few days and get paid for it a, a healthy sum I would guess Derek I'm interested to see Bloomer in Vegas well, oh yeah, Vegas. I'm interested that's, to I see mean, in Vegas, them. but racing Vegas in a modified for a week could be fun.
1: Yeah, his uh, late model. He got that big win there at Thunder Mountain, so he's starting to heat up. He's like, you know what? Let's go venture off and let's set up Viva Las Vegas Chevy Shea style. So. I'd like
0: you to actually go document Scott's trip to Vegas.
1: Actually, for a few. I days. mean, we could <laughs> find a budget for that. I think it flow. Let's do it. Uh,
0: next one: Billy Moyer Jr. won an MLRA race this past weekend at Wheatland. Derek, it was his first win anywhere since October 20th of 2018. He won a nine thousand to win race at. Chatt- Adam Speedway in Louisiana. A bit of a dry spell for Junior. Uh, maybe he needs to, less bucket shooting, and uh, I don't know, two years a little yeah, bit. I didn't realize two that years. for Junior. That's a long,
1: long <laughs> time. Two years. He 700? knows we love him. We're just yeah. teasing him. I didn't Congrats realize on the that. win, though. He was probably pumped up. He was. But he's, he would say, like, oh, my strength of competition, though, is number one in the country because I go with race <laughs> with Lucas all the time. But nonetheless, he got a big win in October, and maybe he'll carry some momentum this weekend. We tease him because we love him and yeah. we can tease him because we can't
0: have two years again though, Junior. Too long between wins. Okay? Two weeks. Uh, two weeks, yes. Two weeks maximum. Uh, Roger Sellers, uh, we mentioned in that Hudson-O'Neill double down motorsport ride. Top five in Lucas next year, Derek. Crazy prediction or no?
1: I'm going to go seventh or eighth range, but I would see better runs out of him, especially at the beginning of the year when Huddy Struggled. He's ready for twenty twenty one. One of your
0: Illinois boys, uh, Joshua Joyner, mentioned this last week in his story. Ryan Unziker in his eighteen year late model career has never gone winless. He does not have a super late model victory right now. However, he does have an Arco win. He won at Springfield a few weeks ago. Um, is he I think his last events are Tri City this weekend. Will he go winless the, dome? For the first time? Redemption. The dome. That's right. That's
1: redemption for him. So is he gonna get a win before the year's over? Three or four chances left. <sighs> Come on, Ryan. But it's been a crazy <laughs> year for him. His wife was in the hospital, yep. COVID, so can't fully blame it all, right. all on him being stinky this year. There's but.
0: that $25,000 to win crate race at Alltech. I think there was an East Bay Speed Weeks race that paid thirty grand once. I think Steve Shaver won it. I'm blanking a little bit. I could look at the history section. $25,000 to win crates, Derek. One of the highest-paying races in, in uh, Florida ever. Kyle Bronson probably. When is it? I think it's now. Oh, yeah. If Kyle
1: Bronson's off, he'll be there. Yeah,
0: because Kyle Bronson's not running Lucas. So, Bronson, anybody else tackle that event or no?
1: Uh, What's his name? Mark Whitener. Jason Fitzgerald. You love Fitzgerald. Oh, Fitzy, he's a man. Fitzy? I'm gonna go with him. You're going with Fitzy, that photo bro. of him earlier in the year with the two kids under the teen, like not even teenagers that he raced against at Volusia. That was pretty. Funny. How about this? It's at Alltech,
0: <laughs> unsanctioned. Uh, it is uh, ten thousand to win uh, the first night and twenty-five thousand to
1: win the next night. That's impressive. Let's put uh, let's put a big dog in it in uh, one of our cars. Let's get one. In, in, we don't have a car. Uh, we, uh
0: Brian Ruhlman uh, at the I-96's rolled the Dice weekend, he competed in all three divisions: sprint cars, modifieds, late model. He won all three divisions, sprint cars. He won all three? All three, one night. The That's biggest feat is,
1: though, I love the guy. Him getting into a sprint car <laughs> had to be a tight fit because, like, JD can barely fit in a midget, so that would be interesting to see, but good job for the man up in Michigan. Let's put him on the spot real quick. Dustin McCarty, who's switching the
0: ones and twos and pushing the buttons. dmac do you have any notes? You have a Dirt track World Championship winner. You've been working your ass off lately. What do you got, dmac Anything? I mean, it's hard to uh, bet against Sheppy. He's been so good there, but... um, I was going to ask Fergie uh, if he was a lock uh,
3: for a dirt draft this weekend because I always give him crap. Uh, earlier in this year, I picked him and he uh, just put on the beepers uh, right at the start of the race. i wow, calling him out. I like that. <laughs> so Can I you tweeted put at him. On camera, that was like Golden
1: Isles or East Bay, wasn't it? When yeah, you were one of the something first races. Like yeah. Come on, but, Fergie. Yeah. Hopefully he uh, does well this weekend.
0: That's it. No other notes. What about Fairbury this past week? Anything exciting happened? Did get some nugget, nougat, anything, McCarty, or no? Uh, I was too busy doing graphics <laughs> and you worked at LaSalle on Sunday too. Yeah. LaSalle so. was good. Um, quick show. Good job. Tony is up there and LaSalle, uh, Hard to beat the B5 in Illinois. I actually think he's better than Turn ever was on the air. Can we agree with that? Oh, guys. Guys, I, I don't know. No, don't Turn's know
1: guru. Come on. He's the original.
0: No, I like. I don't know. He's the original, but I, I think I, I, I prefer McCart. We'll get him more the next time as we do more of these in the offseason, whatever that means. Uh, we'll, do, <laughs> we'll do more of these. Last note I have. I wanted to send every – Thought, prayer, and everything I have, and I know Derek feels the exact same way about this to Chris Dolak, uh, who works for World Racing Group. Chris is really going through some serious health stuff right now. And I think, Derek, I um, I think you would agree with me when I say this. Chris Dolak is one of the best human beings I have ever met in my entire life. Uh, not just in motorsports, but outside of motorsports. He's done virtually every job inside the World Racing Group sphere, from late model series director to PR to marketing to, I mean, that guy, that guy Chris Still is the kind of guy that'll fix a toilet if you need him to, no matter what, how high level his position is. And it is high level. He's going through a lot right now. His family's going through a lot because he is suffering. And I just wanted to say he is one of the best people I've ever known. I love him to death. He is, he is, impacted my career in ways that I bet he doesn't even imagine because Chris always does things the right way. Every single time Chris Dolak does things the right way. and uh, Derek, I know you know Dolak a little bit too. I hate to see what he's going through, but he he's one of the best dudes I've ever met.
1: Got the pleasure of meeting him and really talking to him at Volusia during Speed Weeks. He's always there helping you out. If you need anything, he will go get it. Him and Kovac are always battling out who's going to be there at the latest so that was always a good thing. We always like to give, uh, you know, kick the shit a little bit or however you say the same. But, uh, yeah, it's very, very sad and crazy. But uh, our thoughts are definitely with him and his family. Yep. And I know you've known him a lot longer than me. But, yeah, Volusia was always where I get my first memory of meeting him. And
0: he, uh, hopefully he will pull out of the situation that he's in right now. I've got uh, some some talk today that he's doing a little bit better, which is great. So, Chris, I just want to let you know that everybody at Dirt on Dirt in the Flow Racing family is thinking about you and your your battle with your health problems right now, and we love you, man. And uh, I think smiles for Dolak is the hashtag, and that guy's made me smile a lot. And he introduced me to Sheets, Derek. If nothing else, I have Sheets in my life because of Chris
1: Dolak, and that alone. And is, then you introduced me, so it was just <laughs> kind of like a family tradition now in the racing uh, world. We
0: are thinking about you, Chris, and
1: I hope you I hope you pull out of it. Uh,
0: again, it is a uh, nice weekend October coverage wise. McCarty, throw up again that full screen of where we will be live this weekend. The dirt track live on LOR TV, and then live on Flow Racing. And Dirt on Dirt, Southern All-Stars at Smoky Mound. A great triple header for MLRA to end the year and the Kokomo Clash on the badass bull ring over there in Northern Indiana. We'll have that. We'll have all of the Dirt Track World Championship
1: on demand stuff. Swa, final thoughts before you head east to Portsmouth. I can't believe it's been my ninth Dirt Track and wow. basically I was born with Portsmouth to having the Dirt Track because the first year was 2012, my first year here, so we kind of have a budding relationship. It's not a too far of a drive and Every year, like you said, I always think of Keith Jackson because it just has that <laughs> fall football feel. Because you're in football country in Ohio, yep. that area is right, right on good. the river. You know, yeah. So um, I'm very excited. and I cannot wait. This is re- I, me and Boom. We we have some serious kick ass in this weekend. Uh, so I think the over under on Boom's finish in the feature, and
0: I love him to death, is twenty point five over. I just under. want to make the show. So we're having <laughs> some
1: fun on. That Saturday was brutal for us, but we got some tricks up our sleeve. New race car, Rocket XR1, we are dialed in. And if they're doing straight-up qualifying, we have a chance. Let's go. All
0: right. For Derek Kessinger, for everybody on the Dirt on Dirt team, Dustin McCarthy. Dustin McCarthy. How about that? Mike McCarthy? Dustin McCarthy. excuse me. Uh, Todd Turner and everybody at DOD, I'm Michael Rigsby. Uh, Enjoy the Dirt Track World Championship this weekend, and don't forget to tune in to DOD and Flow for all of our live events as well. See you guys soon.